It's a new day. It's a new Saturday. It's a new year. And that means it's a time that we look at new beginnings, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So put on the brakes, grab a cup of coffee or whatever your favorite beverage is and join the conversation because it is time once again for Coffee Breaks with Steve. I needed that. Probably going to need a lot more of that. Welcome. Welcome to Coffee Breaks with Steve. And it is Saturday, January 7th, 2023. Trying to get my mouth used to saying 2023. And, you know, it's it's funny because over the years, and particularly when I was working full time, have to remind myself on memos and on, you know, back in the day when we used to write a lot of checks. Now we do so much online through direct payment. But I would find that the first few weeks of the year, I was very conscious of it. And I would have no problem putting the, the new year on everything that I was writing or signing. And then it would be a few weeks in that I would drift backward and accidentally write the previous year on things. I don't know if you run into that same issue. But uh, anyway, welcome. Uh, see a number of people are already on here. Good morning. Good meowning afternoon and happy Catter Day. Um, Love that my phone corrects the cat words properly now. That's great. Good morning, Kim Baker, Jerry Thompson. Good morning, Rick Venturi. Good morning, Jason Wheelock, Jay Zetterval, Jerry Zetterval. And I saw Jerry Thompson uh, signed in on here. I saw Kathy Garlick. So good morning to everyone. Good morning, Carissa. If you are joining us this morning, just signing on and joining us live, make sure that you say hello in the chat so we know you're here. Make sure that uh, you join in the conversation today because this is, I, I want to hear from you on, on well, I want to hear from you every week, but I want to hear from you today because I've, I've got some thoughts that I'm sharing about the new year and new beginnings, and I'm really looking for some input and I'm looking for some feedback. So we'll get into that in a few minutes. Uh, if you are joining later on, there are people who end up watching Coffee Breaks with Steve recorded and they come back in and watch it later. You're still welcome to be part of the conversation. Put your comments in the chat. Make sure that you give your feedback. You can watch on uh, Facebook Live right now or YouTube Live uh, if you're tuning in. And later on, you can see this on Facebook and YouTube as well as on our podcast sites. I'll talk about those at the end. All right, we're here. It's the new year. We're finally into 2023, and it's come in with its own bang, I guess, in terms of things that are going on around our country and around the world, a lot in politics, a lot in weather. And I hope you're doing okay wherever you are. I know that there are some parts of the country, including our former stomping grounds in the, the San, uh, San Francisco Bay Area, Northern California, California in general, has been getting hammered this last week and a half or so with weather, as well as, as Oregon and, and parts of Washington and really around the country in various places, wherever you are, you're probably experiencing some form of this winter weather and this, uh, this onslaught of weather that's been coming in from the Pacific and working its way up through the country. So I hope you're safe. I hope you're doing all right. And uh, did I see that Kathy Glovin is on here? Hello, Kathy Glovin. And uh 
Let's see. I'm just looking to see who I see signing. Oh, I see Kathy McCormick is on here. So hello, Kathy McCormick. And I see uh, Karen is on here. Good morning, Karen. And again, make sure you say hello in the chat. Make sure that you're part of the conversation this morning. And uh, thank you for, uh, I just want to again say thank you. If you were on last week, you know, we were dealing with some serious internet issues for several days and it kind of culminated and finally wrapped up. I think it was Saturday night of last week into Sunday, but Saturday morning when, when Coffee Breaks was on, we don't have closed captioning this morning. Sorry to hear that, Rick. Let me see if I can, um, Carissa, I don't know if you can look to see if closed captioning is on from where you are. But uh, let, we'll see if we can get the closed captioning running. It should be on. And uh, we'll try to get it going here. Um, thanks for letting me know about that. The uh, Yeah, Carissa saying the whole internet in Spokane last week was insane. On top of, you know, we had the entire family here, which took was an effort in and of itself. I may have mentioned last week we were trying to get two of our grandsons here on Southwest Airlines. The reservations had been made months ago. And then with everything going on with Southwest, their reservations to get here on Christmas Day were canceled at the last minute and rescheduled Southwest, rebooked them on a different flight that was like almost a week later, which would have left them out of most of our family's activities. We were able to get them booked on a slightly earlier flight which then was also canceled at the last minute. And we ended up with uh, our daughter, Shalane, and, and her husband, Dustin, our son-in-law, who were already in Spokane, driving to Redding, California, and uh, our grandson's dad driving up from Tracy, California, to Redding to meet them there and rendezvous. And then Dustin and Shalane with the boys drove all the way back here, and it was about 14 hours each direction. And so it was just an ordeal. But then we get everybody here and we're dealing with Internet issues, which restricted our being able to get online to do things, as well as, you know, one of the things that we had planned, we had some movies that we wanted to watch together as a family, that were streaming video. And uh, and that's also one of the ways you can keep the kids busy when you got things going on for several days is put on a movie that the kids can watch. Now, couldn't do that for a few days. So it was a little bit hectic and harried while we were together. But you know what? We had great activities. We had a great time as family. We enjoyed our celebrations and welcomed in the new year. And I hope you were able to do the same. So let's see. Um, and I don't know if we were able to... Uh, not seeing the option, turn on closed captioning. All right, we're going to troubleshoot that a bit. Thanks again for letting us know that, Rick. And we'll see if we can get the closed captioning going. Sometimes when uh, the the platforms update, things get changed quite a bit here. So just looking um, myself on different options and not immediately seeing anything. So I'm going to set it aside so I can focus on the program and let Carissa troubleshoot that. Carissa, you might look under settings and see if there's anything there on uh, either the, I don't know if it's on StreamYard or if it may be on Facebook itself that that has to take place. Anyway, Georgie Dwyer is here. Good morning, Georgie. I'm just I'm I'm just kind of watching to see who's signing on. And again, if you're if you're joining us, uh, and you can do it, uh, say hi in the chat. Join the conversation. Share a few special days coming up this week. Today, Saturday, January seventh, is Old Rock Day, and apparently that's a day that uh, for 
it's not apparently there's a separate day for looking for rocks for rock collecting this is the day you're supposed to pull out your rock collections or your fossil collection and enjoy them so if you're a rock collector and you have a rock collection this is the day you're supposed to enjoy the old rocks i guess you could also go outside and just enjoy the old rocks in your rock garden or around your property or wherever it might be but it's old rock day today for whatever that's worth tomorrow january 8th sunday is bubble bath day are you into bubble baths some people that's part of their luxuriating love to take a nice hot bubble bath other people are not bubble bath people i grew up i remember growing up as a kid um, bubble baths were fantastic we love taking bubble baths and there are, I know that there are products now that you can add that are bubble baths that are also supposed to be good for you in a variety of ways. Um, <clears throat> Georgie, I love Georgie's comment here. I love several of these comments. Um, Kathy McCormick saying, I'm Alan's fossil collection. Georgie, I'd rather listen to old rock than collect old rocks. Georgie, I think I'm with you on that one. And I'm not going to comment further on yours, Kathy. Uh, Kim Baker, do you polish your rocks today as part of the appreciation of them? You know, I think that's that could be done as well. Some people have the, do, did you, do you have now or did you grow up with one of those rock polishing machines that you, you can still get them? Um, but I had one when I was a kid where you added, there was like a, a sand or some kind of an abrasive that you added. It was a rock tumbler, I think is what they called them. And then you could put rocks in there, particularly if you had like an agate or something that already had an interesting design, it would polish the rocks. Then you had those cool uh, polished rocks. So I, I think you could do that, Kim. I think that would be part of it. Jerry says, Jay is my fossil. Okay. I can see where we're going with this one. Um, bubble bath day. Okay. Tuesday, January 10th, we have, several things there. It's bittersweet chocolate day. You know, we have these various days that are about foods and things that we can eat. And there seem to be, chocolate seems to be one that comes up frequently, right? Different types of chocolate or different recipes with chocolate. Bittersweet chocolate, I don't think of as being one that you would just eat on its own. Some people might like bittersweet chocolate, but certainly bittersweet chocolate is an ingredient in, in some recipes. Are you a bittersweet chocolate fan? I know I'm more of a milk chocolate fan when it comes to just basic eating chocolates, but different people like to eat different types of chocolate. So are you, are you a fan of bittersweet chocolate? And if so, how do you utilize it? What do you like to do? You, do you just eat bittersweet chocolate? Do you put it in certain recipes, et cetera? Um, it's also on Tuesday, House Plant Appreciation Day. So I, I, you know, I will be the first one to admit I'm not great with house plants. I've never had a real good green thumb. I know some of you out there do a great job with your house plants. You know how to take care of them. You know how to nurture them. I've got one house plant right now. It was given to me as a gift about a year ago. It's still alive. It's still doing okay, <clears throat> and I've still managed to keep up with its nutrition and, and well-being. It does have a name and, um, and that's supposed to be part of it is naming your house plants, watering house plants, talking to the house plants, giving them the, the proper nutrition and sunlight that they need, et cetera. I do better with artificial house plants. They just seem to survive longer for me. Um, Houseplant Appreciation Day. How do you appreciate your houseplants? If you're a houseplant person, Carissa says, we're silk plant people. I, I kind of am too. 
Um, what else? Most of my Cal, uh, California plants haven't survived the year here in the Midwest, despite being. Yeah, there is also a certain thing about there are certain regional plants that do better in certain parts of the country. And I think just like the rest of us, Kim, you know, adjusting, uh, you probably had to make your own adjustment from California uh, to the Midwest. And so I can see how house plants might struggle with <laughs> Kathy McCormick. I'm Helen's house plant. Oh my gosh, this is an interesting conversation today and I love it. Speaking of which, the, the other thing that Tuesday is, is Peculiar People Day. And I'm almost afraid to comment on that. But um, yeah, you know, the Bible even says that we are a peculiar people. If you are a if you are a God fearing, Bible believing person, you're a peculiar person. So here's to that. And I don't see Shalane on here, Rick. So it may be up to you to tell everybody to drink today. Uh, all right, Wednesday, and this is not necessarily always on January 11th. It's always on the second Wednesday of January. Is National Take the Stairs Day, and I think this may be also the day that uh, the that some of the, like the National Heart Association or some of the, the organizations that focus on, on health do the stair climbs. Is that the day that this happens? But take the stairs day is a day when we're encouraged as part of our well-being. Instead of taking the elevator, instead of taking the escalator, take the stairs. Get your steps in on the, on the stairs. It is actually good for you. Uh, we have stairs in our house, and and I have an app on my watch that actually tells me how many flights of stairs I've climbed in a day, and it's one of the ways that I'm encouraged to continue to do that. But Wednesday is a day that you can focus on it, apparently. And then uh, Thursday is National Hot Tea Day. Now, here at Coffee Breaks with Steve, we are not biased, and we do acknowledge and applaud those who, instead of coffee, choose to drink their tea or other beverages. So um, National Hot Tea Day, I know we've got some tea drinkers who tune in. And so that's your day. It's National Hot Tea Day. And once again, we don't need a special day. But if you if you want to observe that, go ahead. And then Friday, we have actually our first Friday, the 13th of the year is happening immediately. This coming Friday is Friday, the 13th. And um, it is also International Skeptics Day. That's interesting to me. First of all, that it's not a national day. It's an international day. Around the world, we're going to be skeptical. And I'm curious about, Are you? do you consider yourself a skeptic? And if so, is that generally, or are you just skeptical about certain things? Are you, do you find yourself to be a person who questions in order to find truth? I think that's what skepticism is all about, right? Skeptics are not necessarily cynics. They're not necessarily deniers. They're people who don't necessarily take everything at face value. And they want to, they're going to, they're going to be more, keep something a little more in doubt until they can see stronger evidence of something, I think. Um, are you a, are you a skeptic? And if so, how do you define your own skepticism? Looking at uh, some of the comments here. Oh, Jerry Thompson did the everybody drink. Thank you, Jerry. Um, and then Friday, in addition to being Friday the 13th and International Skeptics Day, this one's always a fun one to talk about. It's it's National Rubber Ducky Day. Do you remember, was it Ernie from Sesame Street who sang the Rubber Ducky song? I believe so. It's been a few years since I have 
watched that or played it. I should probably on Friday pull up that video on YouTube or wherever you can find it and sing along with the rubber duckies. Are you some people collect rubber ducks? I've seen those, and you can you can find them in places, a variety of places, and um, there are actually events, even fundraising events, where you get to pick a number that is that is assigned to a rubber duck and they will unleash rubber ducks into the water and they go down the river and the first one across a finish line wins and you get some kind of a prize. But in the meantime, it's, it's like they're raising money through the process by everybody purchasing a duck, basically. Um, I don't know why I got off on that, but it's tied to rubber ducky day. So there you have it. So there you go. And do you have a special day this week? Do you have a birthday or an anniversary or something else that you are celebrating? If so, put it in the chat here so, so that we can celebrate with you. Kathy McCormick, I, I knew where you were going to be going with this. Um, yes. And I see, so I'm just gl again glancing at the, at the uh, comments here. Yeah, 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 I get it. Some good stuff there. Um, there's some great comments today. Yeah. All right. I want to talk about new beginnings today. And this is an interesting topic for me because I, I'm one of those people, I go into the new year always with a sense of, well, in years past, I think prior to 2020, I used to every year say to Carol, as we get into a new year, I'd say, I wonder what kinds of things this year will bring. I wonder what we'll, we'll be looking back on by the end of the year. And she'd always say, don't say that. Because invariably, that's going to include some things that we'll look back and go, oh, my gosh, you know, some tragedy or some difficulty or challenge within the family. And I think the last time I said that to her with that sense of anticipation and wonder in the same way was going into 2020. And we all know what 2020 turned out to be like. And really the years since, as we gotten into 2021, 22, even going into this year, we approach with a different, talk about skepticism. There's a little bit of caution, I think, for everybody about looking at the year ahead because our our sense of security and, and our expectations about things certainly shifted right? But I think there is still an aspect of going into a new year that causes us to have a sense of starting fresh. And there are a variety of reasons for that, right? It's, it, it's, it's a natural thing to consider fresh starts when you're going into a new year. And some of it is just very practical, is that a new year you are, we're kind of coming out of one season and entering another. There are practical things that happen if you're in the workplace, you know, things like, well, your vacation time may start over in the new year. Um, it starts a new quarter and, you know, fiscally we kind of start over. There are elements of, um, of our medical coverage, um, just a new number of things that practically remind us that it's a fresh start, that we're starting new. We're coming off that holiday season, really the whole last quarter of the year as you start to get into the holidays seems to be the steamroll toward certain things. And it finishes up and we get into the new year and, and we're starting over. So there's sort of some mental, emotional, practical things that go with it. But we get into this mode as well, where we also are saying, okay, new year, and we set resolutions. 
we make these resolutions. We say, I'm going to do something different this year. I'm going to be better about something this year. And there's a goal setting process that goes with that. And I'm not opposed to that at all. And I'm not excluding that from the conversation today, but I, I, I'm looking at some things maybe deeper than that or in addition to that without getting so deep that we start to make it difficult. I don't want to make it difficult. I almost try to think for myself, how do I make it simpler? How do I make it more attainable and achievable? Thank you. Um, so I'm thinking about new beginnings. And, it, and again, I'm calling it that rather than saying New Year's resolutions, not opposed to the resolutions, and we'll talk about those. But my terminology here is for me. And I want your feedback on this. What works for you? As you go into a new year, are you a resolution setter? Are you a resolution maker? Is that something that is part of your normal pattern? And do you find that to be something you can do successfully? Because I find that I'm part of the mainstream that is often heard from that says, I'll set those resolutions. And within a fairly short period of time, they fall by the wayside, they drift. And, and there can be a sense of failure or incompleteness that can go with that. And we don't have to think of that as failure. There are, there are normalities to it, but I, I wonder about new beginnings. So I'm gonna give you some ideas and I'm gonna share some thoughts here from my perspective and, and I welcome your input and your feedback. First of all, I, I think that new beginnings is not about throwing away the old. Sometimes we think fresh start is I got to get rid of the old. And that's not necessarily true. Some things that are old are still worthwhile. We may They may have gone a little bit stale for us, but it, there can be a refreshing of some things. That can be part of the new beginnings. It doesn't always have to be throw that out and start something completely different. Um, I think new beginnings should not be a reaction. Sometimes we react to emotions. Sometimes we react to things that are so fresh for us that we can't really be objective about them. And so trying to work for those to set new goals or to set new ideals around those can be too soon. And, and, and that's why the beginning of the year may be a good time for a fresh start, but it may not be for everything, right? We can start certain things fresh anytime we want. Um, and I think one of the big differences for me, when I define a, a resolution, it's, it's a new goal. It's a new, it's, it's a what. And for me, when I think about the new beginnings, part of what I'm thinking about is the how. It's a process. I'm thinking of process. How can I approach the even things that I'm currently doing in a way that, that maybe maybe are stagnating. Maybe I want to be able to be better at something. And instead of just the what I'm going to be better at, there is a process. How do I want to go about doing that? And sometimes even why? Because sometimes we, we need to be able to, to justify for ourselves why we're doing something. Um, for me, it's, it's the, I think principles remain constant. The principles around the things that we have established in our lives are going to be the same and they don't change, but methods can change. And again, it comes back to the, the how and the why. How are we going about doing the things that we're doing? Last year was a year of tremendous transition for Carol and, and for me. We retired, we moved, we bought a house. We, I mean, basically we, last year was a year of starting fresh. 
And there were a lot of what's tied to that. But as I look back on that, there was a lot of how we were going to go about doing this that was part of the planning process and the preparation process and even the transition itself, as well as the why. Why do that? Why now? Why the timing of that? And to me, those elements of starting fresh were as important, maybe more important than, than the things themselves. Because if we had simply decided on the things but hadn't really thought through the process, I, I don't think we would have done very well through last year at all. Um, but I think sometimes, as I said before, it's not throwing out the old, but it's looking at things that already exist with a different perspective. Sometimes we just need to take things that are already present in our lives and, and, and take a step back. I'll talk for in a minute about how I think some of that needs to work, but uh, but sometimes you have to think about things that ha has something that you have been doing worked, and and if so, is it if it ha if it has been, how can you continue forward with that so you don't lose momentum if it's something that's important, and if it hasn't been working, does that mean it's no good, or does that mean it's important to think about new approaches to the same thing? Maybe it's still worthwhile. Um, there can be the throwing out of old methods. I, maybe throwing out's the wrong word. But if something is no longer useful in terms of the way that we're going about doing something, is it appropriate to change the way, to think about a different way of doing it? You know, if you think about some of the practical things we do in life, um, even, even basics like, house cleaning and housekeeping, which, you know, yard work, that type of thing. We develop certain patterns of doing things that may work for a period of time. And then for any number of reasons, maybe they're not as effective or efficient as they used to be. And does that mean that the, that the thing itself is no longer, so I'm going to stop doing housework because I'm not able to, I'm not getting it done as effectively or efficiently as I used to. No, we look at the method. We look at, at, at our approach to doing it. And we think about the changes we need to make in order to make that more effective. Um, I also think that thinking about new beginnings, we have to consider taking on the attitude of a beginner. If we're doing things with a fresh beginning, then does that automatically mean we know everything or we're an expert? We're taking a step back to say, what do I need to learn along the way too? And we should always be learners. We should be lifelong learners, which includes the idea of admitting that we don't know it all. And mm. sometimes even in things that we've been doing for a long, I've been doing coffee breaks with Steve now for it'll be coming up on four years in a few months. But it has evolved over time. And I've continued to look at the methodology for this. And things have changed along the way. I can go back and look at the first few episodes that I did compared to now. And it looks much, much different. Does that mean that the first ones were no good? and, and Or that you know that there's something better now? I think it's better now. But some of that has come with practice, with evolution, with adjustments along the way, with feedback from people and input from people. And I think that's another part of this considering yourself a beginner at times. And beginner doesn't always mean that you go back to not knowing anything, but it means that we take a step back and say, there are things I can learn. There are things that I can continue to grow in. And oftentimes 
that involves putting ourselves in the place instead of considering ourselves to be the expert is looking at other people who may have a, a if not a different expertise or a greater expertise than us a different perspective am i always going to be the teacher or sometimes am i the student am i always going to be the mentor or am i sometimes the mentee and i think in our lives there should always be a process in which our engagement with people around us in, in any relationship or any type of relationship should include people for whom we are the mentor or the, the leader at times, people with whom we are a peer and people with whom we are the mentee and we look to them for mentorship and leadership. And so I think sometimes in that process of new beginnings, it's good to reassess some of those relationships too. And how do we interact with people? Um, and I'm looking again at some of the, the comments here and, and I'm going to go back and read more of them in detail later because I do want your input on this. And I hope some of what I'm saying is making sense. I hope that this resonates in some way. But I also hope it challenges you either in terms of, of how you view this and apply it to yourself or how you would respond back to me with pushback. If you think of this in a completely different way, I want to hear that too. But I think some of the, the practical applications of this are not sometimes in our New Year's resolutions, we're looking at habits and we're looking at saying, I, I want to set aside a bad habit. We apply new habits from the perspective of what was bad. And that can be the case, but sometimes that in and of itself can become defeating, self-defeating, because all we're doing is trying to break something. We talk about breaking bad habits instead of making the focus and the priority, instigating a new habit that counters that. All right. So instead of saying, oh, I want to I want to cut sugar out of my diet we approach it more effectively by talking about the things we want to start including that are healthy. I'm not saying it's bad to cut out the bad. I'm not saying it's wrong to cut out the bad, but sometimes our focus becomes all about what we're going to get rid of instead of what we're going to fill the space with, right? The, the idea that nature abhors a vacuum. If all we're doing is taking away, then we can end up really kind of pulling the rug out from under ourselves by not putting something positive in its place. Again, thinking out loud here. What about relationships? Relationships, we sometimes get in the mode, the same thing with relationships. All we do is think about, and, and, uh, there are toxic relationships. There are relationships in which boundaries need to be in place. Once again, it's good to truly assess relationships in terms of both sides to them. We can look at other people from the perspective of how we see them impacting our lives. But the reverse is also true. How much of the relationship process, good, bad, or otherwise, is our input, our investment? And that's worth looking at too. What about prioritize? Prioritizing, should say, priorities, setting priorities, and, um, and where necessary, creating boundaries, putting up the, the, the guideposts for things. And boundaries aren't always about relationships. Boundaries are about things that, that we want to make sure we're staying focused on. And uh, I think that's important. And then benchmarks. Sometimes we set for ourselves these, these resolutions or new goals, 
And it's all about getting from A to Z. And we don't look at where we're going to be at B, C, D, and E, right? We need to have short-term goals that we can accomplish and celebrate in order to stay motivated. If it's all about reaching the end goal and it's taking us longer to get there or we're running into challenges along the way, that can kill a motivation too. So there's just some practical application thoughts. And, and, and then I, I also think that there is an element of this that has to do with our interactions. I've mentioned that already, but I really think that's a key. Um, I gain so much from the feedback I get. I gain so much from the relationships that I have. And sometimes it's from the relationships that I may not I, I may not think that there is, I may not recognize the value. Let me put it that way. We have some relationships that we think of as being peripheral and we may miss the good that comes from those. We may miss the great feedback. We may miss the interactions that we can build on. There are always going to be a certain amount of limitation because we only have so much, you know, you can either go really wide with a lot of people or you can go deep with a few. And I think that there's a tremendous advantage to having that depth in relationships but at the same time, you're going to have those people who are on the fringes and don't ignore those relationships completely because sometimes they bring value as well. All right. This has been sort of a skimming all over the place conversation, and that was not accidental. I knew going into this, this was going to be a lot of stream of consciousness, and I hope that you've been able to follow it. I hope that you've got some things that you can react to with it, but I... I just, for myself, want to come into this year with a sense of motivation, with a sense of the new beginnings. And, and, and once again, while it can be a little bit disconcerting to say, ooh, I wonder what this year will bring, I do. I do wonder what this year will bring. But I also recognize that some of what this year will bring will come from the fact that I am approaching things with that sense of anticipation, with that sense of expectation, and at the same time, being agile enough to shift as things occur that I don't have control over. Uh, I am starting some new things this year. I'm, uh, I've made a decision, something I've thought about for a number of years. I've been encouraged to approach for a number of years, and I've been looking into it for the last few months. I started the process to do voiceover acting work why not? Right. It's, it's, it's an interesting idea. It's not something that I expect will be, well, I'm not going to get rich from doing it, but it's something that I think I could enjoy doing. And it, it's a professional approach. I mean, I can get paid for doing that kind of work. I'm actually on Monday of this week, going into the studio, going into a professional studio here in Spokane to record my demo tape for voiceover recording. It will then be up on a website and I can begin auditioning for opportunities to do voiceover work for commercials, for narration, eventually possibly for audiobooks. So I'm putting that out there. It's something new that I'm going to start this year. Another thing that's been on my radar that I've said I was going to do in retirement is to get involved in community theater. Years ago, I used to act on stage and it's been a number of years and it's something that I said I want to get back to doing. Is that a New Year's resolution? I'm not calling it that. But it is something that I want to approach this year and approach with um, a, a commitment, a sense of, uh, but to do things, anything new or refreshing something, 
I think this is kind of my closing thought is that if you, if it's, we're going to always be more successful at doing things that we enjoy doing things. We're always going to be more motivated about the, I want to, than I have to. Sometimes they overlap. Sometimes we don't have a choice. There are things in life that are have tos and we have to get them done. But it, we need to mix those with those opportunities for things that we can invest in because it's something we want to do. And sometimes it's it, it, the, the it's the end that gives us the reason to want the means. Um, Carol and I are both looking at opportunities to do contract work this year. Not because we're looking to get out of retirement and go back to work, but because we do have things we want to do. We want to travel. We want to, there are, there are, there are I wants that are on our bucket list that we still want to accomplish. And it takes money to do that. So while we may not be thrilled about the idea of working, doing something that we have control over, which is to make the decision to go out and do some contract work, gives us the opportunity to pursue some things that we want to do. So again, I think there's all these things that are can be on the list. And, and, and I hope this has been an interesting conversation for you. I hope, although I have um, not had a chance to, to read in depth all the comments on here, I hope you're giving your own feedback and input to this and your own thought to this. And come back later on and give more thought to this add to this, you can come back in here later on, just like the people who may be tuning in later. If you're watching live, you can come back on here and add additional comments, or you can respond to comments that have been made. We can learn from each other. In this, it's very possible that some of you are the mentors that I need, or I may be a mentor to you in providing some information. Accountability is, an, is, is a big factor in achieving things when we want to start new. So however you look at it, May this new year bring you great opportunities for fresh starts, for new beginnings, and for all the things that you want to accomplish in the midst of the things that you have to accomplish. All right. Thank you for being a part of that. Uh, I want to share a few things that are coming up and, uh, and just give you some insight into what we got happening in the next few weeks. Next week, Sometimes things shift around. I have a number of guests who have committed or tentatively committed in the coming weeks. And sometimes things shift and people's schedules change. And uh, this was one that was actually going to be a little bit later in the quarter, but we had to shift some things around and this just worked out. Some of you may recall a few months ago, we had Addie Grow on the show. Addie is a talent acquisition advisor. She's an expert in hiring practices. She does that for a living. And when she was on a few months ago, we talked about, we, we focused a lot on how you put together your resume, how you market yourself online to get in front of, to get your name out there if you are looking at either a new career move or advancing your current career. And Addie's going to come back and we're going to spend a lot of this time next week talking about the interview process, nailing the interview and how when you get actually have an opportunity, either virtually, as happens a lot in this day and age through Zoom and other media, or you get 
in person across the table or across the room from someone or the someones who will be interviewing you, how do you approach the interview? How do you prepare? How do you go into the room pre uh, presenting your best self? How do you follow up on those things? You may say to yourself, well, you know what? I'm, I'm done doing interviewing for jobs. This doesn't apply to me. We face interview situations much more frequently than we think we do. Many of our interactions, professionally or otherwise, are really in their own way an interview process. People are looking at us, and sometimes we're looking at other people. So which other side of that equation you may be on, I think you'll enjoy and appreciate this uh, as Addie comes and joins us next week. And then a couple of weeks out, um, we have a gentleman who is a, just a very fascinating person with a fascinating background, Jim Caruso is a an entertainer himself, a producer, a host who has done a variety of things in New York and other parts of the country and with a lot of big celebrities. And he has a program that is regularly scheduled in New York, but also is presented various places around the country and even across the pond in, in Europe that's called Jim Caruso's Cast Party, which is an open mic night that's done primarily at Birdland in New York, where well-known artists, as well as up-and-comings who are trying to get their name out there, get to come for that open mic and perform. So Jim's going to be with us in a couple of weeks to talk about Cast Party, to talk about his background and how he got started. And we got a number of other people coming up in the weeks ahead. And... Uh, just looking forward to everything that we're going to be able to present. Just wanted to mention one more time that if you are looking to do follow-ups with Coffee Breaks with Steve, in addition to finding the recordings on uh, Facebook and on YouTube, we are now also, our, our programs are available in the week following their live uh, on the air on podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts where you can go out and find them or direct other people who may be interested in an episode that, that was on in the past and uh, share those out there. All right. I'm tired now. I've been talking for a long time and, you know, still recovering from the holidays. It's been good folks. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun as it always is. Uh, I enjoy spending this time with you as we are entering a new year. It's another opportunity for us to think about how we want to get together and what we want to do. So even though I do have some guests lined up in the coming weeks, I love to hear from you. If you've got ideas about topics, you've got ideas about guests who could be on the show, especially if it's somebody you know and you can make an introduction. But uh, let's continue to do this. Let's get together every week. Have a cup of coffee or hot tea or whatever it is that you want to drink. And we'll continue to enjoy, uh, enjoy these times together around our virtual coffee table. And remember, again, that you can go on the Coffee Breaks with Steve Roundtable, which is also on Facebook. It's a group on Facebook. And lots of times we will have follow-ups to the shows, additional information, additional questions that you can also be a part of. So all of that said, a new year, a new opportunity to invest ourselves in the things that we are doing for ourselves and for others, and another opportunity for us to say, find a way to make a difference in your world this week. God bless you. Thanks for being a part of this. I'll see you next time.